business trailer falls. What are these messages from the grave? Welcome back. It's time for uh, <laughs> Tales from the Quarantine. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Th- that, that's our current update segment. Yeah. How you doing? Um, pretty pretty okay. Um, lately, things have had their ups and downs. I told you about it off pod, but uh, for, for anybody listening, I will uh, recap the, the story of my coffee table. Um, oh my god, your coffee table, yes. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot. Okay. so bad. Oh my god, it's so... It's just me being dumb and, like, not planning... Like, not thinking ahead and yeah. stuff. Um, so, uh... Basically, uh... Before I moved down to Salt Lake proper, uh, my mom went through this phase where she was, like, going, going out of her way to, like, go to, like, uh... Like, pawn shops and like secondhand stores and stuff to find me like swap meets. Yeah. Yeah. To find me like proper, um, like, uh, wooden furniture, right? Like stuff that isn't made of particle board and that will last a really long time as long as I take care of it. Right. Like real artisan shit. Yeah. Yeah. And just like stuff that's made out of like, you know, actual amounts of wood. Um, yeah. So, uh, I've got a handful of those things. I've, you know, I've still got them all. A couple nightstands, uh, my dresser, and uh, she also got me a coffee table. And uh, my dad instructed me when I first got it to, like, just sand down the top with a power uh, sander. Or not a power sander. Uh, like a belt sander? Or, n- like, a hand sander. Like an electric uh, sander. Oh, like a, like a rotary sander, like a hand Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. An orbital sander. There we go. That's the word. Yeah, so I used an orbital sander to, like, just take down the top. And then uh, he had me take a rag with some teak oil and just, like, spread it on top. And it gave it this really great sheen. I don't remember if... Mm. I think I... Did I ever show you that? Or was that... No, that would have been before we started talking. I think it was... uh, Yeah, I don't remember anything. And I think my coffee table was in storage at that point. So I wouldn't have had it around. When we first started talking? Yeah. Because that was at my first apartment and I definitely didn't have space for it. Right. Um, so, uh, I've had it at my current place for like three years or so now. And, okay. you know, it's gotten a few little dents, some, some scrapes, whatever. And so I, and, and the, the sheen of like, and, and just like the, how uh, strong the color was because the teak oil mm-hmm. had gone down a bit. And so I was thinking like, oh, like I'll, I'll figure out how to fix these, uh, uh, like dents and stuff and then you know apply some more teak oil leave it at that mm-hmm. um and everything was fine and stuff i i took an eyedropper put some water into the uh dents because uh if you get a ton of water on there it's bad but if you do it in controlled bits you can um like make the wood swell in certain spots and that's how you bring up dents is you just oh, like that's interesting. spot actually, swell the wood 
Yeah. I mean, you can also fill them in with, like, wood putty and stuff, but uh, that is... This way is cooler. Yeah. Plus, I got to make use of the billion eyedroppers that I have. I had to buy eyedroppers as, like, a set of eight when I needed to get a new one for my Gundam kits. And okay. so uh, I have, like, eight eyedroppers that I... I even have one labeled, like, paint thinner and one is labeled water. And even then, I still have, like, six left that I have nothing to do with. Um, huh. So, uh... Went out, got some teak oil, you know, got all the stuff. Uh, sorry, I'll speed up this story. It's taking a long time. Um, That's okay. And uh, I applied the teak oil with a paintbrush this time instead of a rag, and it went on way too thick. It was a bad idea, and it was going to take even longer to dry. And then I uh, – it was like a like an overcast day, so, you know, all the dust particles would be down on the ground instead of, like – up because of the static in the air yeah and so uh i was i just thought like oh i'll just have it dry on my balcony and stuff um but as soon as i took it out there i've got one of those like bug net magnet closure things that i installed recently and that kicked a bunch of dust which then stuck to the teak oil and then uh it didn't rain until the following morning and then i got a bunch of water on it and so certain spots were taken down to bare wood. And so I, I bought myself my own orbital sander and all that stuff. And I have uh, started the process of, like, taking just the whole thing down. I'm going to redo it all. Which sucks. That is so unfortunate. It has sen- <laughs> like, uh, it, it's unfortunate that it has sentimental value. And thusly, I care about it way more than, like, I would, I would normally care about a coffee table. Right. But... I'm going to I'm going to get it done right. I'm going to put a layer of I'm going to put like a like a sealant on it so it's actually protected and stuff and hopefully that will alleviate some of the problems. Nice. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Ugh, I'm going to need it, man. It is <laughs> It's a I'm it an sounds idiot. like it's been a rough process. Uh, it just it just makes me feel dumb. <laughs> Where it's just yeah, like I mean, you know, maybe maybe it's hard. Maybe, like, hang up a tarp, you dumbass, so that you don't get, uh, like, rain all over your wooden coffee table that matters to you, supposedly. Or, like, I don't know, think to look up the weather. Even consider it. Or check check if the cows are sitting down. Correct. I Which I didn't a... realize that was an actual thing. Oh, is that, it really? W- yeah, when the cows sit down, it's because it's going to rain, because the air density oh. changes. And that makes their tummies hurt. <laughs> oh no, I not know. their tum tums. It's so wholesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's cute. Um, in terms of how I've been doing, uh, pretty decent. Uh, at the time of recording this, the PS5 reveal event was yesterday. And I didn't get to watch it live, but I saw everything that came out and was like advertised. Uh, really good, I think. I enjoyed a lot. I it's I I hope it's not super expensive. It's probably gonna be. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. Uh, everyone says it looks like a Wi-Fi router. It it I most certainly does. To agree. I don't hate it though. No, it looks fine. Um, I, I will not be buying it. Um, as long as it only comes in white, cause fuck that. No, it, it comes in black. There's there's a black. Oh, there is. Yeah. It just didn't advertise it. Okay, because I have... actual event, but I have, a black one. There's also a Miles Morales one. 
as long as I don't have to like emotionally like stress about uh like me having every fingerprint on that thing. Just like give me something matte matte black, matte gray, I don't care. Just Definitely not white and definitely not glossy white. Oh, ugh. is it glossy white? I couldn't tell. I have no idea. I, I just, I just don't like after the Wii. I don't do white consoles anymore. Doesn't happen. Um, really? I did get a white 360. Um, it's so easy to stain that shit. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, even if you try and like keep your hands relatively clean, it's just like your like. Just the man gunk that gets on your hands. That that sounds inappropriate. Just, like, the, the, the everyday <laughs> grime that gets on your hands, like, it will make that thing yellow. It'll make it look like a duty. And it's it's so bad. And I'm yeah, not, I'm not someone bad. that's, like, super OCD. But that stuff drives me crazy. It's unfortunate. It's just, like, it's like watching the pristineness mm-hmm. just disappear. Mm-hmm. It's, like... Seeing a new car get, like, ever so slightly scratched. It's like, it doesn't ruin it, but, like, oh, my God. It's, like, if it, it's, like, so small that if it wasn't there, like, it's it's so easy to have not been fucked up that it's just making you angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind I of stuff you. is the stuff that I hyperfixate on and drives me insane. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um... Yeah, but all, all as all the yeah all the games that got announced for it are pretty like I'm not mad at it. Other the only one that I was like whatever was Gran Turismo because I don't like racing oh games. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't care. And oh my god! I don't care. That one and Hitman, three. Okay, those, so those games don't interest me in any regard. Really. Okay, I just started playing Hitman two. Do you like Holy it? Holy shit! It's so fun. <laughs> Oh, well, it, it's, yeah, it's, I get that. It's just it's not my thing, but yeah, it's it's basically just Metal Gear Solid Five, which is good for me because I I really like those games. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's 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 the same like kind of it doesn't have the big open world and stuff, but it's the same kind of setup as like uh, Breath of the Wild and Metal Gear Solid Five, where it's just like. How do you want to approach this? How do you want to handle this? Do you want to hide the bodies? Do you want to let them get found? Do you want to take advantage of the chaos that you could, like, start by bodies getting found? Do you want to, like, kill people via accidents? Do you want to, like, get rid of targets via, like, poison? And, like, do it in such a way where you can, like, not even be there and accomplish your mission. You know, you can already be leaving and stuff. And Yeah, it's really cool. Just have, like, poison waiting in the wings and stuff like that. It It's more fun than I thought. Like having grown up uh seeing like that the original hitman series like show up and like do its own thing i always thought it seemed like uh obviously it was before assassin's creed at least i think it was but i kind of always associated with that kind of like uh like edgy but like artistic mindset if you know what i mean yeah really yeah where like people talk about it like it's this like like people talk about it like it's the matrix almost uh yeah i kind of yeah i'm picturing it i see what you mean yeah so i was always kind of like eh, i'm good um and then i watched the uh like some of the oni plays video of it and 
they were talking about how it's just like this playground and you can basically just do whatever you want. Like if you just want to like randomly tackle a civilian, it's a terrible idea if you're trying to get anything done, but you can just do it. <laughs> or like I, if you just want to like, like that aspect. I feel like I have to yeah. play them again because it's been a while since I've played any of them. Mm. Like the first one I played was Blood Money and I like that. Oh, see, I would just play the new ones. The the I think it's just like the the one, two, and three, like the episodic yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. episodic I... content is kind of annoying, but like the actual gameplay is like, oh, it's so it's satisfying. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah and then, uh, then Spidey Boy, Spidey Boy Spidey... Miles Morales. Yeah, which I found out today that it, it's it's not like a full full game. It's like you know Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Uh yeah. You know, it's like like a cheaper. It's still like its own thing. It's like it's standalone, but it's it's mm-hmm. like less. It's like built on the same engine as the original. Yeah. And so so it's like one point five. Yeah, essentially. I wish it's, they gave it a better name. Yeah, I think it's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Bad name. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. Like you you just gave me that's just ego alter ego. Like that that's yeah, not like, interesting. I, everybody knows who Miles Morales is. <laughs> like right. Uh, Spider Verse cool. made that like very easy for people. Yeah, and even especially for people who have already played the PS4 mm-hmm. game, he's like a main character. Like, Correct. So, that uh, Resident Evil, holy shit! That yeah, fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was the thing. I like. There's a lot of stuff that I was excited about, uh, like the Oddworld trailer, for instance. Not because I know anything about Oddworld, but because I know what it means for other people. Me too. And so, like, I know a bunch of people who are like really into Oddworld and have been wanting it, a new game in that series for so long. Exactly. So when I saw Resident Evil, I was like, ah, Luke, ah! Honestly, I was so stoked. And it, I was, because it, it, they got me with the 7 thing when 7 was mm-hmm. announced. And I was like, they can't get me again. And they fucking got me again. Because it, it comes up like a village. And I'm like, oh, it's a new thing. And then the 8, I'm like, ah! mm-hmm. and I shit myself. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. <laughs> I I was intrigued just because the setting is so, so not different. Yeah, it looks. I thought it was a uh, like maybe like a like Bloodborne, but going in like a new I, direction or something I where it was like say, more. It's like Bloodborne like, in the Swiss Alps. Like yeah, it's like it's it's interesting. And werewolves and right. It's weird to see a. Uh, the idea of like a Resident Evil game being so like it looked old timey times as well. So like, uh, except for like yeah. when Chris shows up and he's wearing like a bulletproof vest or a flak jacket or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that it's going to be the same guy from Seven again as a protagonist. Yeah, like, I'm. I I still need to play through Seven, but I'm I'm oh. interested to see like how things like. I don't know. I feel like this is still uh very much so like. A, a, an animal that we don't fully understand like what what their plan is like what what their uh sort of like what's inspiring this new direction if that like makes story sense wise, or just like yeah yeah like story wise just like aesthetically um because i mean obviously it feels extremely different like seven felt extremely different from everything prior um right with it being like first person and almost more like a uh, like a Texas Chainsaw kind of s- setup it's more instead like of Outlast than Resident Evil. Exactly, exactly. And so I'm curious what has really like influenced these changes. I'm gonna guess PT is part of it, but um, yeah, I, PT and maybe even Outlast. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. 
as to what is sort of changing their uh like their their style because it, it's a pretty big shift i'm not mad at it or anything i just i think it's very different and i'm interested as to what is sort of like uh influencing that i guess well yeah because they did the fixed camera thing originally mm-hmm. and that worked for a while mm-hmm. and people started to get bored of that so they moved to the the behind the shoulder thing which worked for yeah, a yeah. long time mm-hmm. uh and was sort of six. like the gold standard for a hot minute yeah even for other games like re4 was a big influence on a lot of games mm-hmm. that aren't even in the horror genre but yeah um they stuck with that for a while and they're still sticking with that for their re- for the remakes like they're all third person behind the, the shoulder right kind of things mm-hmm. um although i have played the re2 remake mod where it puts it in first person oh so cool interesting i didn't well, know yeah, anybody it's, it's that. the same engine as seven cool. so it just looks like you're playing seven but oh. interesting. It's interesting it's really it's, scary it's... getting grabbed by a zombie in that yeah area in first person holy shit um, we don't need to dive, like, super into it, but I do always find it really interesting how, like, uh, like we always talk about game engines, and I think it's because, like, certain engines tend to get used for, like, explicitly one style of game, so we come to associate it with that game, and then it's interesting how, like, you know, something that feels uh, as, like, on from the player's perspective, feels like such a big fundamental change, like, being third or first person is just like obviously doable within that engine like it's it i think at least i tend to associate those like design choices with the engine but really it's not directly related at all yeah it's weird though because re engine is like really like most of the games have had like very similar art styles Mm -hmm. like even devil may cry 5 which is in re engine um, you could see like the teeth are the same. <laughs> it's really fucking scary. Oh like, yeah, that's like one of the things that I notice mm. is like the teeth in the RE engine. Mm. And also that apparently that new game that they just announced called Pragmata mm-hmm. is going to be an RE engine as well, which cool. I mean, at least they're getting use out of it. Yeah, they're going to ride that thing till it dies. Like, hey man, it's a really it's a good engine. So. If, if Konami hadn't shit the bed, I feel like they'd be doing the same thing with the Fox engine. Oh, true. Yeah. But also that engine is... Poor maybe Konami. Not, maybe, not poor, maybe not poor Yeah, Konami. poor might be a poor little strong. Who, poor everyone who worked for Konami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently there are still people, like, there. Uh, like, when PT came out, people were playing it at the Konami office, and it got, like, banned. Like, banned from the Konami office? Yeah, like pe- people couldn't Ow. play it because, Shit. like, because it was associated with Kojima and like it didn't fit with like how they've tweaked their business model to go more mobile centric. And by mobile centric, right. I mean mobile and pachinko. Oh, good lord. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of the announcements were really cool. Um, I know that like Ratchet and Clank is really exciting for a bunch of people. I've Ooh, never yeah. played one. Me neither, but I've, I'm excited for the people who like it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Ratchet and Clank. What was the other one? Oh, um, there was that two. Fair... Oh, yeah, yeah. I still haven't played the first one. I'm working on finishing it. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, the only one that, like, bothered me, and it wasn't even the game itself, but it was one of the, uh, like, 
narrative directors, I think she said she was, uh, was the uh, Farewell Volcano High. Oh, right. The, like, furry dinosaur dating sim looking thing. dating simulator, yeah. Yeah. The author, or the, the creative director, or whatever she is, was going off about it on Twitter. And she, like, referred to her own game that she wrote as beautiful. And it's like, okay. Like, I mean... You can say that once other people have called Correct. It but, like, if you are saying that before anybody else has even touched it, like, to me that always comes off a little pretentious and, like, I'm not into that. If anything, yeah. I'd rather have you be like, I hope it doesn't suck. Well, yeah, because that's, that's actually what they're thinking. Like, <laughs> Right. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather have you, like, talk mad shit on yourself or at least, like, low-key talk shit on yourself and you're like artistic endeavors then i would you be like oh yeah i've made something even if you actually have to be like oh yeah i've made something really groundbreaking and genre defining it's gonna change lives yeah it seems very self-centered in that regard <clears throat> i guess like even if you could somehow know that beforehand like i don't want to hear that no one wants to hear that yeah oh my god um yeah but overall so I that really good. <laughs> that set me off <laughs> oh shit right. yeah I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I want to note before we move on, like in terms of the event. Um, mm. I liked some of the indie games. Like I'm not usually yeah. an indie person, but all the stuff that they showcased looked pretty interesting. Um, that one with the assassins looked cool. What was that one? The uh, it was like uh, the kill cycle or whatever it was called. Oh, Deathloop. Yeah. Okay. So Deathloop. I, that one's kill not really cycle. indie. Arcane made Dishonored. Oh, okay. And I think I just assumed because of the aesthetic. The aesthetic feels very indie. Yeah, they're really unique. I like their their art style. But yeah, Dishonored is like my favorite stealth game of all time. Mm. Uh, so I'm very excited for anything that they work on. Mm-hmm. Like, I still need to play the second one. Uh, it's very good. Uh, mm. I also I just started playing Prey, which is their other game. And right, it's okay. So is, far, does that have anything little... to do with the Prey that came out on 360? I don't think so. Okay, because I, I, I just remember that that game was bizarre. I remember hearing a lot about it. Yeah, you play as, like, a Native American guy that gets, like, abducted by aliens, and you get, like, weird, organic-y-looking alien guns and stuff, and they shoot little, like, bloobities. Oh, okay, so, yeah, it is, it is related in the fact that the rights to the name went to Bethesda, and Arcane is owned by Bethesda. Oh, Okay. So, I don't know if it's story-wise related at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arcane's Prey is largely unrelated to the 2006 game. And it's just considered okay. like a reimagining of the property. Gotcha. A reimagining okay. of that property made of one game and one game alone. That property, yeah. Mm-hmm. One game and a planned <laughs> sequel that never happened. Yeah! But... Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Um... I'm also excited for whenever Nintendo decides to... I mean, I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon, but uh, because of all the hype for the PS5 stuff, I'm also very excited to see whatever Nintendo's got like going on in their sleeves. Up their sleeves, rather. Yeah, I'm sure they got something planned. Oh, I'm sure. And and they've already announced a bunch of stuff that we don't have like uh, release dates for that I'm still really excited about. And there's a new Paper Mario, which, like, that's pretty neat. That is pretty cool. I want Metroid Prime 4 so bad. Dude, I need No More Heroes 3. Ooh, that too, actually. No More Heroes 3 can, like, make 
a small like living space just on my body i'll just, I'll just like grow a pouch and, and i like, can just this is where my no- copy of no more heroes for or correct no correct lives. yeah i gotta make sure that it grows up into a big strong boy it's my baby dude i'm so i have yet to play the second game of that series oh there's one boss fight in it that's super hard that i haven't ever like actually beaten i need to go back through and actually do it um and i need to play through mad world oh that's a game mad world. oh right, right right that's the black and white mm-hmm. one that's super gory mm-hmm. black white and red and and like blue green for the alien blood but yeah uh, okay cool. it's super fun that's I like uh, one of the Grumps play it yeah it's like one of the very the... very first um uh platinum games oh really wow mm-hmm. they also did they did a uh, astral chain right uh, they did Astral Chain, uh, Metal Gear Rising, uh, so good. Uh, Bayonetta. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Astral yeah. Chain is the one that I'm playing right now. So, I still need to finish Astral Chain as well. I have barely started it. Mm. I like got to like two levels in, basically. Mm. I'm at well, like uh, so I'm I'm not at that full denouement, but you know I'm getting there. Yeah, you're almost there. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about this Canadian horror show now? Yes, I do. Cool. This is the tale of the dark music. And it's going to be the go. first all-musical episode. Oh, God. Does that actually exist in this, though? I hope not. What? Actually, well, does does the full musical episode exist in the show? I doubt it. No. I just meant that we were going to have a musical episode of the pod because it's called The Dark Music. Oh, yeah. So and I feel like if it were that kind of show, um, sort of like... Uh, Whatever that Buffy episode is. It's like louder, or like now with feeling or something like that. Yeah, the one where they sing. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they always have like musical adjacent titles, and this one just literally is the dark music. So I feel like if they were ever going to do one, this could have been it. That's awesome. I, I, I like... They had about, the chance. <laughs> yes. And about like a minute ago, I was trying to figure out like if I wanted to do like a little jingle to like open it up. But I decided, I'll just do stage talking. What do you think of that, audience? Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. I love, uh, there's a, speaking of, like, talking to the audience, there's a parrot, like, a, it was, like, an old parody back in, like, early 2000s that SNL did back when they used to do animation. Right. Um, where uh, they did a parody of Dora the Explorer called Maraca. And Maraca. The whole time she's asking the audience questions that, like, like she's asking, like, the kids' audience questions that they either, like, mentally have no way of... Like, obviously they physically have no way of answering, but there are plenty where it's, like, mentally there's no way they could answer that. Like, she asks them, like, questions about, like, a court case and about <laughs> how, like, somebody's testimony was, like, uh, taken out because they were deemed, like an unlike reliable uh witness or something or yeah, like my a, favorite is where she's like can you break a 20 <laughs> and then she's like and she stops for like 20 seconds and she's like okay or like do you know why my father <laughs> left my mom oh my god it's it's very good you'll have to check it out that's awesome what's it called again mm-hmm. uh it's just snl maraca maraca okay cool mm-hmm. it's good stuff Let's let's a go. 
I'm Dr. Dreadful. And this is the Dr. Dreadful Food Lab. Makes lots of gross things. And then you eat them. Magic powder, stir, and... Moisturize! And now, Dr. Dreadful's monster skin. Mmm! <laughs> the Dr. Dreadful Food Lab. So, the tale of the dark music... Mm -hmm. ...begins with... I forget what is his name. Oh my god, Frank. Frank uh, Frank. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Busting in, ready to murder Eric. In like, while also, cold blood. yeah, while also being like kind of like needy boyfriend with him. It, like he's clearly <laughs> like uh, he's pissed, but it's very clear that he's pissed because Eric is in like a power position, and so like he's he's doing that like I'm angry, but also like please don't reveal my secret. Yeah, he's like pissed at you, and he's like, "Don't, you better not fucking tell anyone." Or I'll get Come on, please don't. Come on, I'll beat the shit out of you, please. Yeah, and he, like he's really aggressive, like more aggressive than I've ever seen any character get in the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, it it's really it's the angriest scary. Frank has been, but it's also the most like vulnerable that he's been, and it has this very interesting energy, and especially because like we've seen that Eric's character is all about like, as soon as I'm not like the target of like the ridicule or the joke or whatever he will like pounce on whoever it is yeah he's very he's, he's uh, like opportunistic yeah he's a little he's just yeah because you'll see at the very end of the episode he's just he's very like i'll pick on someone but then like don't pick on me or else i'll right because <laughs> i'm a sensitive little boy it's different sensitive little boy mm -hmm. yeah so frank is pissed because uh they were supposed to Eric and him were supposed to come to the meeting together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I guess Frank's flashlight broke or like he lost it. Uh, I think he just and like forgot it. Like he just like didn't think okay. to grab it or something. Yeah, and then Eric starts making fun of him because, and uh, what, meanwhile, Frank is like trying to change the subject, but Eric's making fun of him because he's afraid of the dark. Well, that and cause Eric is a little shit. Yeah. Cause he's a little bitch boy. Uh huh. Same. He's an opportunistic hunter. <laughs> also same also same yeah um, i just wrote fuck them kids <laughs> yeah no eric and i like eric and like 14 year old me very similar very oh similar God. energy yeah, i we stand <laughs> just like look he's vulnerable get him get him well yeah it comes from a place of like if i am the bully then i cannot be bullied correct right? it makes sense yeah um, so so Frank it's it's obvious that uh yeah so it's obvious that like Frank is like afraid of the dark and insecure about and, it. Yeah. Um and oh 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 uh the other person who really lights up about uh like getting to harass uh Frank is David cuz he's like oh, yeah. like he asks him to sort of like elaborate and stuff, but you can like see the hunger in his eyes that like <laughs> one of the cool kids are getting teased. He's like, <gasps> it's like if Neville Longbottom saw like Harry, like actively beat the shit out of Draco Malfoy. He's just like, <gasps> Oh my God, it's amazing. It's like, it's finally happening. <laughs> oh my God. It's like literally giving him life. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's very good. If you, if you, uh, at this point has been like, Kind of the small mousy one. Yeah, for sure. He he's a library boy to be sure. He's a library and, boy. And I, I like I would say Gary probably spends more time like getting books from the library, but I feel like David would be more would be the most likely to just be like hanging out in the library. Not necessarily yeah, reading any of the books, just like 
doing his own thing. Oh yeah, like he's like this is my hangout spot. Yeah, he's like this is where I, this is where I go to draw Batman. Oh, <laughs> this is where I go to draw Batman. <laughs> he's like an artist, <laughs> like a like a. That shot would actually be really cool. Artist. That would actually be yeah. really dope. Give him. Like, I would really like that story. characterization. Yeah, yeah I, I wish they had backstory, but you know, alas, <laughs> <laughs> alas, it's a um, show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's very obvious to anyone who's, like, paying attention that Frank is just, like, afraid of the dark. But, uh, uh, Kiki, when, like, they actually, like, outright state it, Kiki's just like, what? What? Kiki's not it's very like, yeah, like, perceptive. Duh. Yeah. Uh, clearly when she was making her Skyrim character, she did not sink points into perception. <laughs> Didn't happen. She's like, She's like, mm, charisma. Like, mm-hmm. that's charisma, me. volume of speech, max. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it real loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after, so, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, I, I assume you're going to Kristen. Uh, oh, no, I was going to go somewhere else, but you go. Oh, uh, Kristen then has a good line read after Kiki's like, what? Uh, Kristen's like, not Mr. Tough Stuff? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. no. <laughs> I was going to skip over that and go to the part oh, yeah. where, uh, where Kiki tells him to sit down and don't be strange. Oh, yeah. Don't be strange, Frank. Yeah, it's such a weird, like, word. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really fit. Like, it still works in the sentence, but, like, it doesn't fit in the situation at all. Yeah, it's sort of like when you watch, like, older movies and someone says, like, I was being a real jerk. And it's like, I mean, technically, yes, but that that is not how you use that word. It's like... I'm such a nincompoop. Like you're just like yeah, this, yeah. Like, old timey talk that you just don't see yeah. anymore. Hmm. Um. So uh, well, where were? Oh yeah. So Betty Ann tries to comfort him, and she's just pleasant as always because Betty Ann is secretly best pony. And uh, then we have Frank try to like cover for himself, uh, but Eric will not like let it go, and he keeps like trying to throw little jabs at him and frank says he's gonna pay and uh gary interrupts only to say don't kill him yet he's telling the story tonight <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like a deep dive into gary's psyche right like it's he like, cares more about the story than anyone's safety oh my god he's like a he's like a, a like a one-off villain from a criminal minds episode oh my god yes <sighs> i love that show unironic he totally has that energy if he had been a like a, uh, I guess he wouldn't be a guest star, but if he had been like the killer in one of the episodes, I could totally see that. Yeah, he's very like it's his mo that he's like, tell me a story, and then he just kills you. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, so then Eric says, uh, "Oh, oh, this is b- right when uh, Kiki says, don't be strange,' because uh, Eric like turns to Frank and he's and he, uh, after." Gary says that he, uh, the, Eric's telling the story tonight. Uh, Eric looks over at Frank and he just says, and it's a good one. There's a little boy in it who's afraid of the dark. <laughs> and, uh, then, uh, Frank's about to, like, lunge at him and then Kiki tells him to, like, sit down and not be strange. Yeah, and then Frank's like, I'll stand. <laughs> He's like, yeah, like, uh, very adamant on not sitting. And then, um, uh, oh, Eric's lead in is, like, hyper vague, but he just says, uh, we all know, like it's a, it or his leading is effectively like 
we all know there's nothing in the dark, but sometimes there is. Womp womp. And that's that. <laughs> and then we <laughs> go to the story. The story. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Tale of the Dark music. It's like, be afraid of the dark, maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, dark? It might be closer than you think. Hmm. <laughs> Darkness in my PC? It's more. Ha- it's more. It happens more often than you think. <laughs> Damn. Um, so they lead in, and then we get our main character, Andy. Yes, Andrew. Oh, Andrew Jackson. I don't remember the last name actually. It's not Jackson. It's not. It's like I, Andy Dewitt or something like. It, it's not yeah. Dewitt, but like it's something like that. Yeah. It's. It is. Uh, it is not relevant. No, at all. Yeah, and then we lead into him on his paper route while Eric explains that his family is poor. And oh, and his uh, parents are divorced. Yeah, he has, he has a split family and his mom's poor. And he's trying and so to he... like, support the family by doing a paper right. route and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they reveal that one of their one of her uncles just like suddenly died and the house was yeah. left in her name. And it was old and it's like a fixer-upper, but it's a lot better than the apartment they were living in before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Andy's on his paper route, and he, yeah. like, rounds the corner, and he smacks straight into a roaming metalhead who, uh, for for anyone who's not watching the episodes, imagine Dave Mustaine, or, or Google him, Dave Mustaine from the band Megadeth, that's D-E-T-H, and uh, basically put that guy in, like, skinny, acid-washed 90s jeans, uh, black ones, and then, like... <laughs> a like a metal band like a black metal band t-shirt but it's tucked in and like something between like they're like casual cowboy boots almost yeah they also black like they're like proto cowboy boots they're like they're like halfway between doc martens and cowboy boots yeah yeah they're like uh uh yeah i was gonna say work boots but i think doc martens fits better uh so he like runs into him the newspapers fly all over Andy crashes to the ground, and uh, this kid, like, like, just immediately applies his boot to Andy's chest. Yeah, um, like, this kid, uh, this kid, whose name we'll find out way later, but I'll just say it now so that we can actually use it. Uh, his name's Coda, and for whatever reason, he, like, already has a bone to pick with uh, Andy, thanks to his, like, quote, nutbag uncle, and tells Andy that if he messes with him, he'll beat his ass in. <laughs> Like, instant, pure disdain, simply from... Yeah, yeah, like, he's already got a problem with him. Like, it can't just be, like, oh, man, like, your your uncle was a weirdo. Hopefully you're not a weirdo. Like, and leave it at that. It's immediately got to be accusatory. It's straight up, like, I'm going to clothesline you on your paper route and step on your chest. Oh, I'm going to ruin your life. Yeah, it's over for you. You know, the time Randy's on the ground, like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, yeah, like he's never seen you? this kid in his life. That's so funny. And this guy just wants to like end his shit. <laughs> uh, so uh, we cut to later, and Andy's mom is like trying to hang up like a plastic, like those plastic uh, curtain panels. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like an actual curtain, she's just got like the. Yeah, it's like plastic like halfway between curtains and blinds. Like, you can turn them. That's yeah. what it is. It's like plastic uh, blinds. Yeah. So she's trying to hang those up, and she's having, like, the worst time ever. Yeah, she's, and, like, trying uh, to hop to hang them up, and she just, like, misses uh-huh. entirely. And she's more likely to break one of the, like, clips than she is to actually get it on. Yeah. Um, 
so Andy's like carrying in boxes and stuff, and Andy's little sister, whose name I didn't get. I did didn't you? get it either, actually. Okay. Hold on one sec. I think I have the wiki page pulled up. Okay. Um, I'll continue in yeah, the meantime. Uh, so uh, his little sister's sitting on her lazy child ass and like playing video games while the TV makes like generic video game sounds. Um, I did a like a video editing class. Uh, the summer between like eighth and ninth grade. Sorry, grade eight and grade nine. Um, <laughs> it's okay. And, uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> and uh, we had a sound, uh, like we had a pack of sounds that we could use for stuff, and mm-hmm. it had the exact same video game sound effects. Oh my god! Like it's just like generic, like yeah, beep, 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 beep. yeah. It's just like nothing. Uh, um, her name so, uh, is Christina. Okay, cool. I will do my best to use that. So Andy's mom asks if he could make a run down to the basement and find a ladder because she can't grab a chair. And so uh, Andy immediately pulls a face like uh, like him heading down to the basement is going to be like equivocal to like chopping off a finger. Yeah, he's like, I don't he's like, know. ah, really? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's like weighing the options. Meanwhile, he's pulling out this like giant fish thing from the box. <laughs> It's like a yeah. fish statue. I guess yeah, it's yeah. like hanging like, it's, off in a home or something. But. Yeah. Bless this mess and this fish. Oh, my God. I always yeah. hang a halibut above the doorway. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he tries to make an excuse to not go down into the basement, and then his little sister, Christina, is, like, berating him for being scared of the dark. The best, the best line read in the entire episode. Uh, I'll do my best impersonation. Okay. What's the matter, Andy? Fit of dark? <laughs> it's like so Valley Girl. <laughs> oh my god. It is it's incredible. Delightful. Like, it, it's almost like Cousin Beth is back with us for just a mere moment. Oh, Beth. <sighs> I miss I love her. Day. She is. Oh, speaking of stand. Beth. Hmm. Did you know that the little girl playing Christina is also the lonely ghost in The Lonely Ghost? No way. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's the dirt child. She is the dirt child. <laughs> That's my it's favorite Harry Potter actress. book, Harry Potter and the Dirt Child. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Dirt Child. Which I guess I did say that she also reminded me of Dobby because of her shit dress. So yeah, her, I guess like, little... It comes full circle. I love it. That's oh, that's so good. I'm going to need to go back and watch this one to, like, confirm. I mean, I don't doubt it, but just to, like, acknowledge it myself, I guess. Yeah, but now that you know, you got to, like, you'll you'll see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, she, she gives that great line read, and then uh, Andy's like, well, I can't have my little sister teasing me. Damn it, shit. <laughs> guess uh, I'll go fucking do it. Yeah, so with the most bitterness possible, he starts heading down to the basement, uh, and, uh, like, he has, like, this, it's like a tangible level of trepidation. Like, you can feel and, like, touch just how, like, he is. He's very Um, uncomfortable, visibly. He's a pretty decent actor, actually. No, he's not bad. Like, obviously, he's still, like, very young, and he still needs to learn, like, the critical art form of nuance, but for, like, what it is and what he's doing, I think it's okay. Yeah, but for the purposes of this, it's pretty decent. 
Yeah, exactly. It, it's uh, uh, relative to, like, what he's in and what he's being asked to do. Like, I think he's doing pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, like, heading down the stairs, but they, they shoot this in such a way that it feels like it takes forever. I was... Yeah, uh, it was really slow-paced. Yeah, without, like, even... Like, this isn't me trying to, like, reach for, like, oh, here's another thing that takes a long time. I legitimately had a flashback to the ladder from uh, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. Uh, For those who don't know, there's a portion of the game uh, where you're heading up to, like, sort of the proper, like, level area early on in the game. And there's this ladder sequence, and it is an incredibly tall ladder to the point where... Uh, the game's theme song is sung back to you and you it's like a three minute ladder climb of like you're just hearing the game's theme song and climbing a ladder and it's still one of the most compelling things you've ever done in a video game ever that's so Kojima it hurts dude I love it I love that man he's blessed but in comparison in this it's just kind of boring like right it's ra- rather than, like, compelling. It's just kind of... And, like, it's artistic. Not really, it's not even really building atmosphere or anything. It's just, like, ooh, basement scary. Like Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it builds, like, kid tension, which I uh, mean in the sense that, like, uh, in the same way that, uh, like, Home Alone, where he's, like, afraid of the furnace, you know? It's, okay. it's that kind of tension, right? Where, like, you don't actually have to do a whole lot of setup. Like, in that movie, it's, like... I'm doing the laundry. I'm learning. I'm doing the laundry as as an eight year old for the very first time, and then all of a sudden it's just like spooky music plays and the the furnace lights up, and like that's all I need for it to be scary, right? Like it's a very like yeah. uh, immediate and simple kind of build, and it doesn't require any sort of like uh, it doesn't require the same kind of like kids. force. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't require the same kind of forethought to like scare an adult. Mm-hmm. At least in a way that feels really like scared of the basement. Correct. Most kids are scared of the dark basement. I was. Yeah. I still am. Definitely. (laughs) Um. So uh, he's sort of like scoping out the whole basement, and we get this lingering shot of like an old wooden door that's like tucked away, which in my brain I just assumed was like how in every house, in at least one room, there's always some weird like cubby hole door thing that leads to nothing. Yeah, generally. Yeah. It, it happens with older houses, mostly. But... Mm-hmm. Um, like, some houses... Like... Sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. Sure? Okay, yeah. I, yeah. Just especially ones that, like, were built by, like, your grandfather's grandfather-grandfather. Like... Right. Just random shit that had a purpose, like, ten years ago, and then just the... the yeah, like, had a purpose, like, fifty years ago, but technology has rendered it moot. Or in like some a... cases, uh, my buddy, uh, his family has sort of like a, uh, it's not a full-on ranch-style house because there are, like, floors and stuff, but they don't have, like, a traditional attic. And so where they actually have storage is under the house. So there's, like, a door in their basement that leads to underneath the house, which is where they have all their, like, Christmas decorations and stuff. I think I had something similar like to that in my old place. Um, I know, I know it's a thing that some houses have. Um, I, had, I've never lived in one that had that, but, uh, I know it's a thing that some people have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, so he's, he's scoping out the basement and that, yeah, sorry, I, I think I lost where we were Keep going. Oh, uh, so we get that shot of the old wooden door and then, uh, instead of like looking 
for like a ladder you know what he was asked to do and he like uncovers this like old timey radio and like plugs it in and uh not unlike yours truly he has gotten completely distracted by something completely unrelated yeah um so now his goal becomes getting this radio to work because he like plugs it in but it's not like getting any juice so uh he and he calls his mom to flip uh a switch at the top of the stairs that's like in the kitchen uh that like leads to the basement and that's what sends the power down there so uh he starts like futzing around with the knobs again and uh you know like again not doing anything to actually like hunt for the ladder which i'm surprised they didn't have the mom like yell at him about it yeah uh, most parents would be like what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah like stop dicking around and go get the ladder like what the hell yeah so his mom for some reason doesn't yell at him about you know actually getting the ladder And so uh, he starts, like, futzing with the knobs. And uh, the music from the radio starts to, like, become a little bit clearer. And as that's going on, we sort of pan back to the old wooden door. So, like, the handle begins to twist. And the door sort of, like, starts going back and forth. Like, someone on the on the other side is, like, trying to open it. Yeah, we got somebody stuck inside the, the scary wood door. And it seems to have started with the music because Andy, he'll shut it off because he heard it. And mm-hmm. then it stops. And then he'll start it again, and then it starts again. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know why he didn't notice that until later, but yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was that's the thing. It, it's like he physically makes the connection between the music and the noise, but it's like his brain didn't catch up yet. Yeah, he just it's like one of those things that like your brain just chooses to ignore it. Yeah. Uh, so, um... The radio is very cool looking, too, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Like, I've, I've noticed a, a lot of the set stuff is really nice looking in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the set stuff, I noticed something later that we'll have to Ooh. talk about. Yes, I mean... In the background. Um, so, uh... Then, like, you know, being freaked out, Andy, like, confronts the door. Which is a sentence I wasn't planning to say. <laughs> But uh, he, like, calls it, or he's like, what? What do you want? Well, I mean, that is the most accurate way of describing what happens. <laughs> like, Yeah, it just sounds insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, so, uh... Sorry. The door doesn't respond, so he, like, tunes into some generic, like, pseudo-metal station, and the door, like, flips itself open, and a pair of eyes, like, illuminate from the inside. Right. And a voice is like, hello, Andy, come on in. <laughs> And then he just screams. Also, he screams and runs out, but also I noticed that when he turned it onto the radio station, like the metal station, he goes, yeah! Like, he's really happy about it. Oh, yeah, he loves generic metal. Because he's like, maybe if I like metal, the kid with the skinny jeans won't beat me up. Oh, <laughs> my God, they should have made that connection. That that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm trying to be friends with him. Yeah, that's what he really wants. Oh, that'd Get be him. really cute. Get in with the bad boy. Yeah. I just want to be friends with a metal friend. With a metal head. Yeah. Yeah, so as he runs away, the, the radio uh, falls off the counter and just explodes. Oh, yeah, he, he breaks that shit. Yeah, like I can't idiot. tell if he did it intentionally or... 
I I think it was just an accident. I think he was just. I think it's still sort of like emphasized how scared he was. Was that like he broke his new to him thing that he found? My new toy. Yeah, I found a new thing and now I broke it. Yeah, it's it really surprises me too because right after this we cut back to the Midnight Society already six yeah. minutes in, which doesn't yeah really super early. Often. Yeah, at it least was so weird. far it, there's no precedent for it yet. So yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, the MS, uh, we've got Betty Ann who's like, ooh, a boogeyman in the basement. I love it. Yeah, they're all really into it. Uh, then Kiki posits, like, for the first time, uh, I think one of these kids posits, like, a cooler idea into the story. Because Kiki's, uh, seems to be under the impression that the thing in the basement is Andy's uncle. Which I think is actually kind of sick. Oh yeah, I think it would be cool if like, it like Andy's uncle died and turned into a demon, and now it like haunts the house. Yeah, that sounds dope as hell. Plus, it would give it like incentive to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Not just like feed me, but also like feed me, and I love you. Yeah, feed me because you're my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> my nephew. Sorry. <laughs> oh, also Frank disappeared. Yeah, Frank just and, took off. Uh, Everyone's like, where'd Frank go? Uh, and my prediction was that it will either result in a super engaging mystery for the MS or a lame, quote, scare at the end of the episode. Um, Guess which one actually happens. Well, we don't care because what really matters is getting back to the story. <laughs> As Gary says again. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to uh, Andy bringing his mom down the stairs to the basement and he says, uh, quote, it said, come in and I'll suck your blood or something like that. Which it super didn't. <laughs> yeah. All it was like, hey, Andy, come in. <laughs> it was uh, like, come Andy. here. Had, didn't even try and stop you. Yeah. Um, Andy's mom appears to be like taking all of this a little too seriously. Because yeah, uh, I guess she, she picks up a hockey stick. Yeah. And she sends the little sister, uh, Christina, upstairs. Like it's this, like it's very serious, mm-hmm. and uh, so her her first like response to saying like her son saying that he heard a voice was like, I don't know, maybe it was a rat. And he's like, rats don't talk. And she's like, good. I hate rats. <laughs> I like how he had to explain to her that rats don't talk. Yeah, and even so. She still had to like double down and be like, "Good, I hate rats." And it's like, "Yeah, we get it." I hate rats, but also this is like a weird precedent that like the parent actually listens to their child. Yeah, is, like very true. Something in the basement, which doesn't really happen very often, especially in oh, especially in media. Well, and especially in kids media. Yeah, the whole thing is either the adults are always in on it or totally oblivious. The idea that yeah. your parent or guardian like actually like listens to you is like totally novel mm-hmm. take it from will so, Smith. Uh, parents just don't understand <laughs> True. God, i hate myself i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh the mom flings the door open and she's like no this is a root cellar you're my dumb child it's just that simple that's it <laughs> and then just, uh fuck you <laughs> yeah she's like shut up andy <laughs> and yeah. so uh she then drops another really great one-liner, or not a one-liner, but she uh, another good quote. Let's get something to eat before Christina gets it all. 
Like, you're the parent. Like, why, you don't... You just discipline her if she fucking eats too much. Right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, so then we cut... Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. It's I, like, just, I, like to, I like to think that this Christina has, like, a hold over this mother's life and is, like, gaslighting her and shit. Oh, for sure. Like, she's the real one in the family. She's the one who <laughs> has the shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's sort of how um, the nightly neighbors, how the kid was the vampire and oh, was, no. like, actually in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Christina had that sort of dynamic with her mom. Yeah. Like, she's sort of, like, uh, she's the honey-boo-booed her way into getting to be a piece of shit professionally. She's, yeah, she's the moneymaker. She's, like, mm-hmm. a professional game player. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> she's playing, she cuts to playing video games in a bit. Dude, she's so good at Dragon's Quest. Mm-hmm. She knows all those combos and shit. Just... Mm-hmm. Um, so after um, that, uh, we cut to, we, what is his name, Coda? Yeah, Coda. Yeah, so he's, like, scrubbing the stairs while his dad, I guess, wears these, like, Beetlejuice-looking black stripy pants. Oh, yeah, they were kind of Beetlejuice. I think because the stripes were kind of thick, my brain yeah. went to, like, Pirates of Penzance. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a musical that has pirates. Just generic pirates. Oh, okay. Pirates How, like, pirate costumes always have, like, the black and white striped pants. That's what oh, I thought Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and he's also got this, like, bleach blonde hair. Mm-hmm. With this hat. I can't see what the hat is. I think it's a baseball team. But, yeah, so he's yeah. making and it's... Coda scrub the stairs. Yeah, it's very clear a... that Coda's dad is a piece of shit. Yeah, and it's probably trying to explain that that's why Coda's a piece of shit. But, yeah, you know. It's not yeah. genetic, but it kind of is. But it sort of is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, scrubbing the stairs, and he's like, and don't give me none of that lip. If you want an allowance, you gotta earn it. I know you, like, slams the door in your face. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 this. Sorry, this. did I miss something? No, no, no. We're, we're getting to it right now, but this broke mm-hmm. me for a minute. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know if the editing in this, slash the camera work in this, drove you crazy like it did me, but... Uh, so Andy comes by, you know, doing his paper route, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like tossing papers left and right, you know, left, right, and center. Um, and then he tosses one towards Coda's place, and it somehow hits the water that Coda is using to scrub the porch stairs. I, I'm reading this how I wrote it down because it's particular. However, a truly bizarre piece of editing occurs that results in the bucket of water landing on his head, even though it was only sitting a couple steps above where Coda was sitting. So, like, oh. Coda's sitting on the steps scrubbing, and then the newspaper, like, hits the uh, bucket of water, and it it's it's almost like the bucket did a kickflip. Or not a kick, like, it just did, like, an ollie onto Coda's head. Like, he would have had yeah. to somehow hit it at, like, the edge. Like, the bottom edge of the uh, bucket somehow kick it up into the air to flip it onto his head it's crazy yeah because like it, realistically if judging by the continuity of the previous shots it would just like kind of fall and like hit him in the chest maybe like yeah or like, would, like maybe or like if it fell over it would maybe get up to the like the bottom half of his shirt maybe and also but odds like, are if you hit it with a newspaper from the front it's gonna fall backwards not forwards correct so 
It I don't understand is what so the hell was going on there. Weird. It is so weird. I, I don't know how uh, I didn't notice it the first time. I'm, I'm just scrubbing through it now while I'm talking about it. But like, no, you're good. Go Jesus. for it. I didn't even see like how. Also, Dude. Uh, and uh, what is it? <laughs> Andy's house's address is 420. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I. Just I, that. I don't remember if I wrote that down somewhere. If I did, I'll I'll make sure to mention it. Okay. Because I, I I did note that at one point. I think it's funny. Yeah, I just I'm, and now I I don't know how I did see it when I first saw it, but now it just like the editing is really bothering me. Yeah, it's super bizarre. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Also, why does he have a sponge and a brush for stairs, like concrete steps? Like, what do you need a sponge for? Um, he might be applying the uh, water with the sponge and then scrubbing with the brush. That's my immediate guess, but that's probably what it, it is, does yeah. seem like it's needlessly complicated. You could just use the brush. Yeah, you'll still get some so, water on there. After being hit in the head with the bucket somehow, uh, Coda the Ollie bucket chase the Ollie bucket. Yeah, yeah. Coda chases Andy. Uh, Andy tries his front door. And oh my god, this was the other thing! <laughs> yeah, go for it. Sorry. Like, okay, Andy's on his bike. Mm-hmm. He has already won. He cannot yeah. catch you on a bike. There's no way. You've already won. He ditches the bike in front of his house. Like, he could just go right into the next cul-de-sac. He could go eight cul-de-sacs over. It literally doesn't matter. He's on a bike. He's won. He's escaped. But yeah. he rides to his house and then ditches the bike in the driveway. Holy shit. Instead of just, like, riding away from him. Right! Like, what? Or, like, I don't know, riding the bike into the garage. Mm -hmm. Or, like, taking the bike into the basement. Or, like, literally anything. Anything that does not leave your steed, like, or, like, your vehicle, whatever, in the enemy's clutches. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, so after... It's stupid. I don't know why he does it, but he ditches the bike. I hate it. It's really annoying, yeah. He tries the front door, which his address is 420. Haha. Ha. <laughs> it's funny. Ha <laughs> ha, numbers. A huid number, yeah. And then he... <laughs> so instead of that, he runs around to, like, the, the storm cellar entrance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you noted any funny line reads here, please don't hesitate to mention them, but... Yeah, he like gets he gets into the storm cellar and locks the door behind him, and then Code is like, "You can't hide in there forever." And I'm like, "Yes, he can. It's his own house. <laughs> you can't hide in your own property." Uh, pretty sure I can, seeing as I have a mom who buys me food, and <laughs> like, yes, he can, Coda. Like, it's literally his home, <laughs> his place of rest. Right. Like, it's it's genuinely that simple. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a really cool shot in this next section. He's, like, looking around the basement. Uh, and he finds, like, a flashlight on the side of the table. And he's, like, looking around mm-hmm. the basement. And there's this one shot. It, like, it's, like, a dolly shot back to, like, expand. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a POV. Mm-hmm. And so it, it dollies back to, like, expand his POV. It's really weird, mm-hmm. but I think it looks really cool. Hmm. I like yeah. it a lot. No, I think that's fair. I, I know like I didn't like specifically note it down but I re- recall like being like oh spicy mm. yes yeah, so um, <laughs> oh and then uh, Christina jumps out and jump scares him and calls him a wuss <laughs> yeah because she's the literal devil tyrant because she sucks <laughs> so he scares him and then it just 
he just gets pissed and then it cuts to the next mom cleaning out the fireplace yeah but it cuts it cuts to her her, christina playing games and she's sitting like really close to the tv yeah like uncomfortably uncomfortably so Um, like very uh it's very poltergeist yeah very carol ann they're here the video Mm. games i mean (laughs) super mario world (laughs) <laughs> I mean, both of the Super Mario Brothers, they're right here in the palm of my hand. Nintendo Power. Mario and Debiji. Debiji! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like I'm trying to say the Bee Gees. But like, the <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, so, that, uh, and, yeah, the mom walks in and she's like. Oh, and they start talking about the uncle. Right, because she walks in and she's like, now the fireplace. And she goes to, like, right. clean out the fireplace. And then Andy's like. Who was it? Was Uncle Miles, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, what was Uncle Miles like? Like, what did he do? And then she and uh, she doesn't even know. Yeah, she doesn't know. She's just like, I don't know. He all I know is that he didn't leave the house, but he somehow got stupid rich. Yeah, yeah. He was like bonkers rich, but like whatever. <laughs> like and no that, one cares about the mystery of that, but like you know, whatever. We get a house. Yeah, I, I guess she doesn't care. And also, this part, while she's talking to Andy, I guess the camera is supposed to be him because she spikes the camera twice, like, looking at it. If you don't know what's spiking oh. the camera, this is, just means looking in the lens. Oh, I, I've only ever heard that referred to as, like, uh, looking down the barrel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we called it spiking the camera in oh, okay. in film school. but Gotcha. Yeah, so she, she spikes the um, lens twice. Oh. <laughs> and I guess it's supposed to be like her looking at him. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe she's weird. just like not a good actor. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but she's like positioned oh. like right in the center of the frame, so it's very strange. But... That's true. We also do have a very good line read. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, or, or it's just bad dialogue that I don't think anybody could make sound good. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Andy's like, "How did he die?" <laughs> her response is just. He was old. He just stopped living. They found him in the basement. You know what? Let's change the subject. (laughs) God. He just stopped living. He just he just quit. He was like, nah, ninety six, I'm good. Whatever, dude. Doesn't matter. Uh it's after this that uh I forget what she asks Christina to do specifically. I think it's do laundry. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, she asked her, her to do some laundry. Yeah, but she's clearly busy playing video game TM. So you yeah, know. yeah, generic stock video game sound six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have noted here, Christina Mega sucks. <laughs> she does. She's really bad. Yeah, she's she's trash. <laughs> she's a trash and, child. <laughs> and so instead of being like, no, go listen. Oh to my god, she's one. still a trash child. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god, I didn't stop. even realize. It, it never stopped. She's just a different it, kind of trash. And they don't stop coming. And they don't stop coming. <laughs> uh, so uh, Andy has brought down his, like, bright, like, sa- not full-on safety yellow, but it is very clearly like that, like, bright, bright, uh, like, yellowy-orange that, like, tons of 90s electronics were. Yeah, uh, it's and it's this, radio. like, uh, yeah, it's this little, like, uh, radio cassette player thing. And uh, he tunes it to what I can only describe as, like, generic Bon Jovi guitar noodling. Yeah, just, like, basic, like, pop rock kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a, like, almost a, it's 
like borderline ballad ish. Mm-hmm. And, and because there's music playing, obviously the the root cellar door is just like freaking the hell out. Yeah. Um, but Andy like doesn't hear it until like things are already going on because you know laundry. Yeah, laundry is very important. Um, and instead, and loud. In, in, the door finally opens after like a couple shots of it shaking. Uh, and instead of the scary red eye demon, we get this fucking terrifying doll creature. Yeah, this looked it's, like some like weird latex fetishistic stuff. This was it, weird. You ever seen that video? I feel fantastic with the singing robot. Uh, yes. It's like that. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's almost exactly like that. It's yeah, really it's scary. what I sort of imagine like early, early, early. Uh, like the early automatons at like Disney World looked like. Oh God, I can't even imagine. Oh, so it's scary. just. And the wig is super bad, and like, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a doll. It looks like someone trying to dress up, and wear a mask to look like a doll, which is way gross. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I don't have anything noted about what the doll person is actually saying. If you do, then oh, it's just like play with me, Andy, and stuff. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's so uh, somehow this is getting <clears throat> hypnotized as opposed to the scary red eye demon. Yeah, and so he's like about to touch her hand. Um, but then I guess, and, uh, I guess Andy's mom being the impatient woman that she is, uh, somehow became impatient over this scene. Uh, she decides to like yell down at him and then cut the power, which shuts off the music. And then the doll person gets sucked back up into the root cellar. Yeah. My, my running theme or my running, uh, theory rather was that, uh, she had like, uh, lectured herself like internally about, like, letting it slide last time with her, like, not getting on Andy's case about, like, finding the ladder. And she was like, this time, like, I forgot what her name is, but it's like, this time, Barbara, no. Yeah, don't, don't let him get away with it. She's credited as Andy's mom. So, or, like, Mrs. Kelly <laughs> oh, okay. or whatever her last name is. Okay, so. I'll go with Barbara. Yeah, I like Barbara. She's like, listen, Babs, don't Babs. let him, don't let him pull the wool over your eyes this time. You, you hold him accountable. If he says no, you turn off that electricity. You leave him in the dark in the basement. Oh my god. Yeah, so after she cuts the power, uh, obviously the doll person gets sucked up. And then this is when Eric comes in with more narration, right? He's like telling, talking about how he was like hypnotized, but he didn't remember. So he didn't know not to go back into the basement again. Uh, yeah. That was what it was, yeah. Yeah. And then after that... Uh, I lost my spot. One sec. That's okay. Uh, okay, I'm back. Uh, yeah. So the next day, Andy's mom is out of the house, and she like leaves a note asking him to like put some tarps in the washing machine or something because mm-hmm. I guess they've been like painting or whatever. Um, I don't know though because the next shot shows them, and it just looks like bed sheets. Like it doesn't really look like tarps. I I think they're like uh, painters' tarps. Like they're oh, not okay, like the so plastic like kind cloth. for like camping. Yeah, I think they're like uh, drip cloths or drop cloths or whatever they're called. I see. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense then. Um, so, uh, Andy, like, he heads down to go do some laundry, and on a shelf above the washing machine, this is the prop thing that I noticed, um, yeah. on a shelf above the washing machine is the hand in a jar from the tail of the Phantom Cab. Oh my there's god, just a, you're right! There's just a severed hand in a jar, and it's such a weird piece of set dressing. Like, That's I get so reusing weird. set piece things, but... Not that one in a suburban home, maybe? 
Maybe. I don't know. That's so weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe I'm weird for thinking that's abnormal. There's got to be something else you could have reused. Right. Like, reuse a picture of the old guy from the Captured Souls episode or something else. Like, Yeah. If only. Mm-hmm. And for some that would have been so good if they had uh, used the photo of, like, old uh, what's-his-face from Captured Souls. Mm-hmm. Peter. I and implied that that was the uncle. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Interconnect every episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's my mm-hmm. uncle. He wasn't much of a sportsman. <laughs> no, oh, my God. He couldn't throw a ball <laughs> to save his life. No, but God, could he kill. <laughs> God, was he a sadomasochistic bastard. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, he's listening to music again on this, like, yellow ham radio or whatever the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah, some, some, some more generic guitar noodling. And then eventually, it, like, self-tunes itself to, like, Zebo the Clown circus music. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, uh, Calliope circus music. Mm-hmm. And then... This part killed <laughs> me. This next scene... Yes, it was, yeah. oh my god. So he's, like, trying to fix the, he's trying to put it back on where he was, and it keeps just being the, the calliope music every time. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the door, the, the, the door opens, and it's just, like, this guy on a really poorly integrated green screen with, like, a popcorn mm-hmm. stand and a thing full of balloons, and he's, like, trying to taunt him. He's like, come one, come all. He's talking, like, carny, like, basic shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. I, I was kind of annoyed that this wasn't the, the Dr. Vink guy from, uh, oh, that would be so and awesome. I'm not saying that I don't want like hard continuity by any means, like not at all. I just would have reused the footage cause it would have been easy. Like you yeah. could have just like had, uh, cause you would have already had the episode written most likely by the time that you were filming episode two, you would probably have, presumably you would have had episode whatever this is uh nine seven or eight at least like planned out if you knew you were gonna use a circus guy again i would have just had him read an extra line being like andy or like whatever he says right uh and then just reused it money Mm -hmm. and it would have probably been better yeah because you know what doesn't look good shitty blue screen or green screen or whichever yeah whatever they were doing back then um and he's yeah, so this carny dude is like taunting Andy over, and then I forget what he li- what line it is that leads into his like transition, but oh, um, do you have it written down? Uh, I don't have the first one, but uh, so it's Andy's like in a daze and he's walking towards the door, turds, <laughs> walking towards the doorway, and uh, the uh, the guy's just saying, like, oh, it's the most fun you can have in the park when you're laughing in the dark. He doesn't really, but may as well. Uh, and then he reaches out his hand, like, th- through the, like, doorway itself to, like, grab Andy. But it's no longer his hand. It's now the hand of a skeleton man. <laughs> and, then the skele- and then it cuts back to the guy, although now he is a skeleton that's being puppeted. And it's like, what's the matter, Andy? Don't you want to have some fun? Yeah, and then at one point... He goes, uh, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good show or like something. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. Also, in the shot where it's because eventually it starts to try and like suck him in and you can see him Mm -hmm. holding onto the table. There's one shot where it's like over the table, like from behind the other side of the table, shooting the angle of like him getting sucked in. And you can see the skeleton guy in the background. You can. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can see the wires that are holding up 
the skeleton guy, like very, very subtly, but they're there. I can see them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's because it's because of the smoke machine. You can see them. That's the only reason you can. Ah, love that. It's so delightful. Dude, I love when like skeletons get puppeteered and stuff. Yeah. It's so funny. I can tell funny. you exactly how they did that. Like, what they put an HMI light, which is supposed to mimic like sunlight temperature, not sun, like not, not not temperature, but like strength, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like similar level of brightness. Of, yeah, and they put a shit ton of fog, and then they just hung the skeleton from the ceiling, and we're like <laughs> waving them around, <laughs> like. Ah, uh, it's, it's everything so I want. Great. I know. That's amazing. So, uh, Andy is uh, being sucked into this void that is formed behind the Skelecarney, and uh, he, like, is reaching towards Andy's feet, because they're getting closer and closer to, like, his Skele hands. Yeah. I'm just going to attach Skele to everything. Um, and, uh, the only thing Andy can, like, grab onto is his uh, tape player. Right. And, you know, because it's just loosely plugged into a wall it pulls out and it causes the door to slam shut which unintentionally means that andy forces himself to like belly flop onto concrete which sucks that must hurt like a motherfucker god damn yeah yeah that blows but eventually like after the door shuts and he picks up the radio again he eventually goes music (laughs) music it's almost like he's offended Duh, like, you haven't figured this out by now. <laughs> like, it's music! My God! <laughs> God, this is so dumb. I can't listen to metal in the basement anymore. <laughs> uh, so then, because he's determined that it's actually music now, he he can, he starts doing what I can only refer to as edging the monster via turning the music on and off to, like, confirm his hypothesis. Oh my God. He is, like, edging the monster. That's pretty much what it For is. For sure! Because it's like, oh, I'm going to break through that door. I'm not going to break through the door. Oh, I'm going to break through that door. I'm not going to break through the door. Yeah. And after he does the edging thing, he's like, I got a plan. Or he like, yeah, I got to tell mom. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. I got to tell mom. Literally. Uh, why would you? What? <laughs> why would she care? Also, like, what's she going to do about it? And she's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll move. Like, no, just don't play music in the basement. It's fine. Right. Uh, oh. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I just read ahead in my notes a little bit. No, Keep I going. Just, you know what scene is next. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Dude, you... I know we've never met in person, but mm-hmm. you... I I guarantee you, you know exactly how much I freaked the fuck out of this uh, sequence. <laughs> like, how hard I laughed. Yeah. I lost my shit. So, uh, Andy, like, sets off on his bike and, like, immediately runs into uh, Coda. And yeah, gets and just the punched. Most, it is the most divine, like, uh, uh, whiff of a stage punch I've ever witnessed. It's real. Oh bad. my god, he misses him by like three inches. Oh, <laughs> and he just falls. He like commits to it. Like he's really good oh. at committing to it. Like he, like he just eats shit, and it is totally unwarranted. Like the punch was so fake. And Andy's actor, like, or his stunt actor or whatever. I don't know if he would, if they had him actually do that. But, like, he sells it so much better than it deserved. It it was so bad. Like, he's real. 
And unfortunately, this is his only credited acting role. I looked it up. Uh, Andy? Yeah. Damn. He does, uh, I mean, he's still an actor, but he's, he does loop group mostly. If you don't know what that is, I can explain it real quick. Uh, go for it. I've never it's, heard of it. It's just, um, they hire people, uh, it's called loop group because I, I don't know the exact reason why they call it that, but they hire like a group of people to voice like the crowd in the background of a shot. Oh. Like just to give it ambience and like. Yeah, yeah. Like real people. They'll get like real people to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of like a, a fight scene, like a crowd. They'll get like a loop group to do that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and they they have like. It's almost like a chapter system. Like they have like chapters, like loop group chapter. Oh. I think. Wow. They have like groups. That's, that that's have, oddly like, serious. Things. I know. Yeah. So he's done stuff for like. He did loop group for Little Women last year and. Okay. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I think uh, that what's that one movie with Christian Bale that where he's uh, I think it's um, Christian Bale. The, he the, he does gun gun fu. Oh oh, Equilibrium. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's that's that kind of a bummer. In fact, that I noticed. I mean, if he if he really digs it, that's great then. But yeah, I mean, that seems it pays pretty well too. All right. As far as fair I'm enough. I don't know yeah. enough to be able to like judge. It. No, I, I, I think it's just because it seems like such an unusual thing. I was kind of like, oh, all right. It is one of the weirder jobs in film. Like it's one of the yeah, like the ones that are like oh loop group. Those are the fucking weird people. Like yeah, it's right there with being gaffer, whatever that is. <laughs> Do you know what gaffer is? Um, I thought it was the person who takes care of the plants on set, but I was wrong. No. <laughs> Gaffer I just assumed like, that that's uh, because that's what uh, Sam's job was in Lord of the Rings. I just connected the dots. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> supposed to be connected, though. Yeah. A gaffer is the head of the lighting department. Oh. Um, that's weird that they use that, that they use the same word. I, yeah, I don't know why. <clears throat> because the head of the grip department is just key grip. Yeah. So, so wouldn't it just I be like, why key light like boy. Yeah, or like it would key be like lightman. Key, it would be like key uh, lamp op or like key electrician or something like that. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but and no. You hear that and then we got so often, but gaffer is like the the old school term that still gets used. Gotcha. So, yeah. gotcha. After the fucking delight of that whiff punch, ugh. Um, <laughs> Andy just goes, stop, I gotta go find my mom. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> and then oh. Uh, Oh, and then Coda is like, nah, man, we're going to level this shit up. You yeah. have annoyed me enough. And instead of just, like, one punch, no, it's got to be two. So oh. he... Oh, and then he's like, oh, no, no, no. Here comes the turkey. Here comes the hat trick. Eat shit, Andy. And he grabs Andy's bike because uh, he sees that there's a garbage truck coming by. So he grabs Andy's bike, chucks it into the street, and the truck runs it over and oh. just, like crumples it it's like and you get like the prop like the prop joke like the bike that's like all the bike tire that's all like bent and fucked up like rolls uh-huh, by uh-huh. in the background like a mm-hmm. weed. So it is funny. so good <laughs> and then the so coda then uh goes, yeah coda has a good line here that i thought was funny oh i didn't catch it he was like uh, now you gotta g- deliver your stupid papers by foot Oh, yeah. I just thought the way he said it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Then we get 
actually what I liked. Uh, like, it's not like a super mind-blowing edit or anything, but it, uh, we cut to a light bulb turning on, and really Andy's cheesy. like, I've got an idea! I thought it was super cheesy. It wasn't bad. Oh, see, I, I, thought, thought I thought it was, like, cute for, like, a kid's show, because it's like, oh, you're associating the ideas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fun. Nice. And so, after the light bulb thing, we launch into, like, this Home Alone-style montage fucking, like trap setup mm-hmm. um so i guess uh andy has be- decided to become a full-blown murderer now because oh yeah he's gonna straight up kill this kid yeah because so he's i guess his plan is to like trap him in the basement with the fucking demon yeah is it okay if i read you a couple of my like notes uh consecutively yeah absolutely okay nice. so um i'll do like three or four of them or whatever so mm-hmm. it's and now we begin a montage. We see Andy setting up speakers and audio equipment that he's procured from who knows where. Right. We then see him lock the upstairs door to the basement and roll up a two-by-four into a roll of newspaper. <laughs> We're watching a middle schooler plan a homicide. <laughs> Honestly. No, but really, though, it's fuck. It's super screwed up because he's like, it's he's a like little ready. dark. Like, he doesn't even yeah, like, go yeah. through a trauma or anything. He's just like, okay, nah, he's like, kill this kid. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to kill a child. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so we cut again to Coda, like, scrubbing the front steps in his cowboy boots. And yeah. his dad said, or, oh, oh, Andy comes up on his bike. Or, was he on his bike? Not on his bike, yeah. He, no, he just walks up. His bike's broken. Right, right. Duh. He, yeah, oh, he, no, I just didn't remember if he, like, uh, like, got a new bike or something like that. But Oh, anyway. no, he gets the new bike later. We'll see that right, right. Yeah, so he um, walks up to Coda and just, like, chucks a newspaper right at his face. Oh, oh, and he says, when you're done, come over and clean my house. You make a good maid. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, and then uh, Coda starts chasing down Andy, and we get to watch Coda do, like, like, we get to see him run for, an, you know, a few more seconds than usual. We haven't seen him, like fully run for a little yeah. bit and remember he's wearing cowboy boots so he runs like a fucking moron yeah because he's like clonking around like yeah yeah and, and like his his like positioning like his like spine in relation to like his legs and stuff it just it looks super weird he's running like a t-rex but like, <laughs> like when they were vert when we thought they were like vertically aligned yeah and also uh the skinny jeans are forcing his leg movement to be like really tight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it just looks really... It's like he's got yeah. like, massive shit. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely not doing, like, a full, like, knee bend. No, yeah. Um, so a- it, it, after that, he just starts to chase Andy. Uh, and then he chases him into his backyard, and then he's left the storm cellar door open, which Coda is like, oh, yeah, I'll go in there and, like, fuck him up. But then he's hiding behind the little thing. And then locks Coda in the basement with, like, a piece of wood from, like, a broom handle or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a rake or something that he just, like, shoves in to in between the little, uh, the C-shaped door handles. Right. Yeah, and then, obviously, Coda's pissed. He's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you! And he's, like, slamming on the door. Um, and, and then he... Tra- yeah. yeah, he, uh, Coda, Coda, like, uh, bangs up against those doors. And then he goes up to the opposite side where, uh... Obviously, um, Andy has already, like, locked that door. Yeah. And then he flips the goddamn switch. <laughs> and. Without 
any hesitation. No, he's like, this is gonna work, my plan. And he's like, Don't happy. get scared now. Yeah, he goes, he goes, what's the matter, Coda? You're not afraid of the dark, are you? And <laughs> I wish he had said it exactly like this. Just like, what's the matter, Coda? Afraid of the dark? <laughs> and then he starts, yeah, and then without any remorse or regard for human life, he flips, no. he flips the power on. And then the, the metal starts playing, and then the door yeah. starts gets get like a the wood door gets like a back red underglow, and it's yeah yeah like and oh then God. the the riff in the metal music like is constantly ascending, so oh, it's I like like it's just going up and up and up and up, and it just makes you feel like things are getting crazier and crazier because they are. Yeah, so Coda. Oh, we get a nice like freeze frame. Not freeze frame, but like a nice shot into Coda's mouth as he's screaming. Yeah, yeah. I said that like Dane Cook mouth, <laughs> mouth. We get a shot of his mouth. And I guess now that I'm seeing it here, I I can't tell. Like obviously he's like trying to scare Coda, but like mm-hmm. he must know that it's gonna like eat him because it's been trying. Yeah, to I, get him the whole time. I I have I suspect and. I, I feel like either A, they couldn't acknowledge this, because I feel like that would, uh, uh, like, the implication would be that he put him in, a, like, a deathly situation. My theory is that he, like, he couldn't watch what was happening, but his idea was to, like, only keep it on for a certain amount of time so that he could, like, scare him to the point that his hair turns white or some dumb shit like that. Like, yeah. just scare him enough to, like... Uh, sort of scar him, and then he'll leave Get him alone. Him to fuck off and stop like talking. Yeah, about stuff. yeah. Right, right. Um, like I think that's the idea is that he wants to like, uh, you know, I don't think he knows like, stuff. yeah, and like he knows that it can like suck him in to the, uh, carny dimension or whatever. And so, yeah. uh, I I don't think that he wanted to do it for that long, but because it long enough, it doesn't. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like there's like a certain duration because each of the, the the doll and the uh, carny dimension method or whatever like didn't operate within the same time frame. It's not like you could really plan, like, and I will shut it off after thirty seconds, and that'll be just an like it's it's not a it's not a hot pocket in the microwave. Yeah, you, you know, like you like can't plan just plan around it because it's different every time. Yeah, and you can't really like watch it as it's happening mm-hmm. to like improvise so he unintentionally just like murdered this kid that would be my theory because i think that they wouldn't be able to acknowledge that like that was the situation because of because i think that uh imply like too much uh like that would have too much implied violence or something right yeah that makes sense it's a kid show yeah uh so like you you can't admit that like one of the kids is gonna kill the other kid yeah that's something that's like some Nickelodeon wouldn't allow that shit. Like, mm-hmm. too edgy. Yeah, so after yeah. that, uh, he Andy, like, calls down to him, and he doesn't get a response. And then he goes down the stairs, and sure enough, a brand new bike right in front of the door, just hanging out. Uh, and then... Lo and behold, Coda's been turned into a bike. Yeah, Coda is now Laser from x I do, like... <laughs> I, I do like the idea that Coda's the bike. <laughs> <laughs> just like 
per- like screaming permanently in like some hell. Yeah, like uh, like the 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 demon like ate his soul or something, and then uh, turned his like physical body trans- to a bike. Yeah, like transfig like uh, full on Full Metal Alchemist style, like transfigured his body into a bike. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so I, I, he's like, oh, the bike, and he's all confused, and then the door opens to this like blue light, and mm-hmm. this demon is like. It's yours, Andy, and I'll I'll do anything for you so long as you do me one thing. Give me fear. Or like feed me fear. That's what he says, feed me. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh so he says, like, it's yours, Andy. I can give you anything you want. Just like I did for your uncle. Oh Reflex, yes, I missed that. But cool. Oh, right. And then uh Andy asks, like, who are you? And he gets completely ignored because clearly this thing doesn't give a shit. No. And uh then he says, like, anything you want. Uh, you only have to do one thing. Feed me. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it you can hear his sister come home upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then... And she's a she's total like, shit. Yeah, being a shit. And it's like, Mom said you had to make me dinner and it better be good or you're gonna get it. And then he looks... He spikes the camera. Got it. Yeah. Um, he spikes the camera and gives, like, this super, super malicious grin. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> And that's and then we cut back to the Midnight Society after that, and they're like, and then uh, it's not Betty Ann, is it Betty Ann? Who? Uh, or no, sorry, it's uh, Kristen, who uh, is like, she uh, he didn't feed her his sister to that thing, did he? And then uh, Eric's like, no, but he scared her and made sure that he would she wouldn't bother him anymore, or like something like to that effect. Yeah, um, I, I don't have the context for it, but I do have a line, or I did write a note that just said, did Kiki just admit that she'd be down with murder? Oh, yeah, because she was like, she deserved it. Like, she, or like, oh, she yeah, yeah. Something along those lines. She was like, yeah, she, like oh, what yeah. a bitch. And it's like, or hey, like Kiki, like maybe maybe don't admit that. and Maybe don't uh, admit that you in, would in murder any... a child. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe maybe stop. Yeah, and then this, maybe this that's the society line. bit goes on for a little bit at the end. Like, it's a little more longer than usual. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eric gets annoyed because Frank still isn't back, and he still has his dad's flashlight uh, mm-hmm. that, obviously, Eric needs to take home, and all the other members of the group abandon him so that Frank can do, like, a really cheap jump scare at the end. Yeah, he literally just, like, reaches out and grabs him and goes, bah, and then he turns and looks at the camera and he goes, like, payback's sweet, or something like that. I forget yeah, yeah, paybacks are sweet. Yeah, and then that's when the episode ends <laughs> even though we all know what he really meant to say which was payback's a bitch payback's a bitch yeah yeah okay oh my god um okay so, so thoughts yeah mixed definitely yeah for sure it has good aspects to it but i feel overall it's kind of weak i i feel like this is great premise like such a good premise that only needs a few little changes again i think having the dad or the, uh, the uncle be the demon, I think is a more interesting idea. Yeah, even if you just, like, um, it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even need you to give me, like, a clear answer, but, you know, put, put some, put, like, two out of the four stakes down in nailing that theory out. Right, yeah. Um, also, oh, actually, you know what, I'm gonna save that for my one change, because I think it's weird. Mm, okay. Uh, but yeah, um, overall... It's like mixed, definitely. It's 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 yeah like, yeah. I think the I execution see... was not very good, no. but I think that like 
the ideas posited are very good. It sucks because like I can see it. I can see the potential of like, mm-hmm. a really, really good episode of the show. I think you could make a really good movie out of this if you it's like. A good concept. Yes. If you like gave it a few more characters and like fleshed that out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It could be. You really could also see how like it interacted with like school life somehow. And yeah, if you gave the creature some thing, extra yeah. ability that made it like access, like accessible, or like it could somehow reach Andy, like when he wasn't in the basement. Yeah, like keep it like a, an overwhelming presence in his life. Yeah, I think you could make like a sweet movie. Mm-hmm. It would be really cool. Yeah, but overall, mm-hmm. the, the it's like great taste, bad execution, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, I also, I also uh, kind of wish that they had a. Uh, like, have like in the same way with the uh, the uncle, I wish that they had just like left some uh, uh, breadcrumbs about the bike actually being uh, Coda. Yeah, because I think that's hilarious. It is pretty cool. All right, uh, do you want me to do the change first, or you want to do it? Um, I'll go first. Sure. Um, I would have changed the title of the episode. Oh, that you're pulling a me. Okay, go nuts. I would have named it. The Tale of the Low-Key Snuff Film. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of... <laughs> you you do watch child film. murder, effectively. Basically, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's sort like of like child, watching it. But he's a teenager, like a young teen. Sure, sure, but like, you're, 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 watching a, you're watching a person die, more or less. Like, you're not actually watching it happening, but like... Mm. It's heavily implied, and any... Yeah, low-key, you're watching child murder. Like, not stupid kid could put it together that that kid's yeah. dead like yeah he's 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 super dead mm-hmm. okay I what about you that. uh i'm this one is gonna seem i guess kind of weird i wouldn't break the radio i think keeping that prop would make it slightly better honestly mm. i i really enjoy the look of that prop i think it's really interesting looking i think if yeah you just that like more, old uh like uh like 40s radio style Mm -hmm. i think if you added like maybe clues about what it is or like about his uncle on that radio i think that could have been really interesting Mm. like a nice you could have the radio be like like tied to the creature somehow like it's it's because it's with that radio that makes the uh root cellar door function as a portal to this thing or something i think about it almost like uh altered items from control if you know anything about that at all or about how the story of that game works i don't i i just know that you have psychic powers and can talk to plants yeah so basically uh, in that game there the the bureau of control keeps like things called altered items which are like basic everyday items that have been altered by like different dimensions uh, okay and give them like like there's a fridge that you can't not look at or you'll die like someone has to be looking at it the whole time like it has to be viewed by a human or else, oh. like, whoever was last looking at it, like, dies. Oh. Um, and your main character has the power to, like, cleanse these objects and, like, make them normal again. Gotcha. But uh, I think of the radio... I would think of the radio almost like an altered item. So, like, it has, like, the hmm. power to, like, tether this demon to the to the world. Yeah. And so if you kept it around and then, like, maybe break it at the end or something... Yeah, I think if, that'd be if really If you cool. wanted to go the route of, like, keeping Andy as a good character rather than, like, being turned by the dark side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just think it would be interesting, is all. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. All right. Yeah, that's solid. I, th- I I like that we had, like, vastly different changes. That was good. Yeah, I like it when we have different stuff. I like mm-hmm. hearing your opinion on things because I just think you're a very interesting person. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Same. No point again. Yeah. All right, well, that was, yeah. that was Tale of the Dark Music, Tale of the Snuff Film movie. <laughs> that was Tale of the Child on Child Murder. <laughs> tale of the Trauma from Age Six. My Basement. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, thank you for listening and stuff. It was lovely having you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you sinister. for joining us for our first fully musical episode. La, 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 la. <laughs> I can't sing. No, I'll, I'll I'll sing like some La La Land or some shit later. Sorry, that's like a tangent. I'll go on, but like that's a really good song. <laughs> the music in that movie is mm. pretty decent. I haven't listened to it enough to like have a f- strong opinion one way. The movie itself, I don't like, but I think the music is pretty mm. good. Gotcha. Nice. All right. Well, thanks everybody. All right. Well, we will see you guys. Spooky farewell. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to another episode of Let's Get Spooked. If you would like to get in touch with your boys on the show, you can always reach us at, at GetSpookedPod on Twitter and Let's Get Spooked at gmail.com. And if you super love us, it would mean the world if you left us a review on iTunes. It really, really helps out. Anyway, thanks yet again, and we'll see you later next episode. Goodbye. Bye.